I just started recording. So you did radio in high school? Yeah, I did uh, radio in high school. Uh, started out calling up this AM show that was about like music and movies. It was on after a wrestling show I would listen to. And uh, they would have trivia every week. And I would win prizes every week as uh, like one of their three listeners. And then... Uh, so you were? Did you actually work for the radio station? Uh, it, it built towards that. Uh, they offered me an internship wow. because uh, they had like a 25-year-old intern who furiously dipped tobacco to the point where he gave himself cancer three times. Jesus Christ! And on the third time, he's like, "I'm gonna tap out here <laughs> because like, I he, can't, I he can't got a sniff. he got a spinal tap that time." And he's like, "That's the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life, and now I'm not going to dip anymore." Like, getting cancer twice wasn't enough. So did you take the internship? Absolutely. Hell yeah. I jumped yeah, on top yeah, of it. for sure. Did and you then, have a cool name? Um, they, they, at first they called me, um, it was something from the Dukes of Hazard. I can't remember. It was Roscoe. <laughs> they called me Roscoe, and then I graduated to Max Fisher when I became a full-time part of the show, because everybody had movie names. So there was Brody Bruce and Tyler Durden, and they dubbed me Max Fisher. Uh, that sounds fucking lame. <laughs> it was a good time. I bet it was. It was, it was in high school. It was fun. The guys yeah, were especially it was cool. high school. That yeah, fun. we'd get like free movie passes and advanced CDs and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, I bet you got like promo copies of songs, like you're saying, advanced CDs and stuff. Yeah, and like they mis- actually pop up on eBay from time to time. Like collectors will have like what has been sent to radio stations as like single. Yeah, promos. it says promotional only, and there's a little cut on the side of the disc case. I don't know why. Huh. I don't know if it makes it easier to pull out or something. But sometimes they're, like, rare when people, like, find, like, rare copies of Like, one of the best things that came out of the radio station uh, was we got to interview Mr. Skin, and we all got free passwords to his porn site that lasted up until last year. <laughs> <laughs> this is going back. This is going back to 99. So. Oh, yeah. So good porn good, got that top of it good 20 years of free movie porn of like any any porn scene from any mainstream movie that has been filmed is just on this website you could search by the actress it was it was he was a very generous man <laughs> going back to by the shoe size as well. <laughs> the guy that might got be able to cancer three times from dipping uh, they called him shooter mcgavin so that might let you know what they thought of him because uh, they should have called him spitter mcgavin uh, <laughs> Uh, we used to fuck with all the rednecks. So I went to school in Sulphur Springs, which I, do you even know where Sulphur Springs is? No. Yeah, it's it's past, it's fucking, who gives a shit? It's is it near Shatley Springs? I was to say, get to the edge of the yeah. map and keep robbing. Yeah, it's between uh, Gray and Greenville. Okay. So that's that's roundabout. So that's where I went to middle school, and uh, we would get all these rednecks numbers, and we would prank call them, and we would just go, hey, man. You got paint your sniff? I need, I need me a pinch, dude. And just and fuck with them, dude. And it got to like fighting words. Like they were like, you motherfucker. I'm like, man, just calm down. I just need pinch And dude, oh god. I went to high school. We we have, me and my brother, we just get baked and fucking prank call people. Oh. And I went to high school the next day after we had prank called a bunch of people. And I had like three of my friends come up to me and they're like, dude, this guy is looking for you. He's gonna beat the shit out of you. And I was like, okay. And he ended up, he actually ended up going up to my brother and was like, we're going to do this. And dude, my brother lit his shit up. It was, it was great. Yeah, he just beat the fuck out of him. And that dude, it changed him forever. Because he was, he was like a badass at the time. And then like he, I, I walked by and he was like, what's up, man? I'm like, dude, you fucking, what do you mean? It's like, 
At least he learned his. At least he was humble enough to like not be like. I'm sorry to say, at least he learned his lesson with that ass kicking. Sometimes people just need one. I think I probably need one. I've never had one, and I've never given one. I've always been very diplomatic in life. Have you ever been in a fist fight? I've not been in a fight. Not a legitimate fight. You know, like my best friend in kindergarten, we like scrapped in his front yard, but that's not a real fight. (laughs) Yeah. What if it was? That's the closest thing I've ever had. (laughs) So were you a big fan of the Jerky Boys? Oh my god, you're talking about prank calls. It was like the quintessential pranking duo of the 90s. They got a movie and everything. Everything was like super offensive by today's terms. It was all like ethnic voices and like gay uh, like lisp voices. Prank anchors type shit? Yeah, but pre, pre-crank anchors. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I've never heard of it, but now I have something to binge on YouTube. Oh, for sure, yeah. Especially if you're not offended by uh, foreign accents. I, I mean, I, I, I want to watch it with I'm the intent saying. of getting offended. Also, white person, I don't think that's going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't leave angry, then something's wrong. Um, Does the microphone pick up my Judaism? <laughs> you know, I... Th- Sorry, I forgot to turn the juice switch on. <laughs> uh, you got to turn up the juice. <laughs> yeah, the juice. I, uh, it finally dawned on me that you're my Jewish friend from Damascus. Yeah, I'm the only one. <laughs> well, depends on which Damascus, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought about that, but... Did you make anything cool today? I made that uh, vegan orange pineapple cake. I'm looking forward to that. I made that. and uh, What else? I didn't really do that much. <laughs> I, I made my dreams come true. I started making a flyer for another open mic. I'm going to be doing an open mic that I'm kind of excited about. How did you... You can plug the open mic for sure. Oh, eh, I don't know. I'm going to be doing open mics, I think, on a regular basis in Damascus. This first one's going to be at Mojo's. The next one... We'll probably be at Mojo's, but if not, I'm going to shop around. We have a new distillery in town that might be open to the idea of doing something. That's, I I don't know, whatever it is that you're telling these people to get them to let you do a mic, you need to coach me. It's like, I'm going to get one going again. Okay, I I had a good relationship business-wise with a place. Well, yeah. So I had like an established thing of trust. Yeah. Because I, I, I went into uh, Watauga Brewing, and I asked them, and they were like, yeah, just uh, write down your phone number and your email address, and we'll get back to you. And I was like, I'm never going to hear it. And I, I didn't. But you know, That's like a cold call. I don't think I have the balls to do that. Like, I, I set the tone for years. Yeah. <laughs> before yeah. I don't know. I told Joey, I was like, let's go down there one day. You talk to him again, and just give him, like, a business card for Blue Ridge Comedy and say, come out and see us. And if you like what we do, we'd love to host a mic here. Them I thought you were going to be like, I'll go with Joey and we'll go talk to them and I'll show them that I'm carrying a piece. <laughs> I'll show them my... my <laughs> and they'll be like, you know, we don't want any problems, but we would now? like to do a show here. <laughs> oh, that's the piece. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's the piece. I'm just going to need to see your piece. The peacemaker. Went, went from a six shooter to a four. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. It's true, dude. It's got a little bit... Man, we all have a little dick in us. There's something I well, I'll have to tell you guys off mic. I I got shook earlier. Uh, I can't say I can't. Well, I, I don't know <laughs> why I even brought it up. But uh, I have to tell you guys off mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Put, subscribe to our Patreon. It seems, <laughs> it seems that Joey forgot to edit out this part of the podcast. Yeah, edit that thought out, um, dude. I finally put grilled fucking pineapple on a hamburger. And, okay, people are pissed off about pineapple on a pizza. 
I couldn't imagine what they would say about pineapple on a hamburger, but holy shit, that's a game changer. I don't know if you ever tried it, but yep. for sure. Oh yes. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even know. I don't, I don't know why. It's but. like a perfect shape to fit on a burger too. It's genius. I know. I know. What am Round I doing? And shit. But you got anyway. your tomato slice, and then you got your fucking pineapple. So, uh, Joe, we've been talking. You had an interesting set Wednesday night, and I'm not completely sure I understand what happened. Did you tell one joke? I, <laughs> I told one joke, and then I said, that's my time, and I got off stage. And so, that was it. I actually love that move, because like that all people's expectations, they have too many expectations of what they're going to see when they see a stand-up comic, so I love like people that like subvert their expectation, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like the being random thing we were talking about earlier. Somebody in the audience told me they thought I was going to say, like, a longer story because of the way I introed it. Mm. And then it was just a one-liner joke. And then I got off stage. I mean, originally I was going to tell a bunch of Jewish jokes in honor of Hanukkah. I wrote, like, 30 one-liners. I picked out the 20 that I liked. I was going to... Jesus Christ. I was going to... And they all start with, I'm Jewish. I was going to say a one-liner and then squeeze a rubber chicken. And then say another one-liner and squeeze a rubber chicken. And then say another... And I was just going to keep going. It was a full, like, total shtick. Yeah. And I just... I I just... I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. It it may have taken a Jewish audience to really appreciate that. I I, I don't know. I just... I didn't feel it. And I wasn't going to go up at all. And I decided I would... Johnny was a good... uh, He's like, you need to go up. You need to go up. You got to do it. I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I just told the one joke that I wrote that day. That was, it was an inappropriate joke. (laughs) It it got a laugh and a groan, which is a first for me. So I'm. I'm, Was it the recorder one? Yeah. Did you do the whole, did you do the whole joke? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that's the one you told. What was the joke? When you were in school, did you learn how to play the recorder? Yes. Yeah, most of us did. It's yeah. like 80% of people did. But it's it doesn't translate in any way to having any kind of, of musical ability or talent or anything. Like, you can't... This isn't what I said on stage. This is way more elaborate. Gotcha. Uh, you can't, like, learn to play the recorder and then it's like, I can play the saxophone. Yeah, exactly. So I said, uh, learning to play the recorder is like jacking off a neutered dog. I did both in the fifth grade. <laughs> but that joke needs to be worked on because it was for the dog's sake, though. It was. He was old, and it, it was like. And, and I, I did some research, and I'm going to change the joke to third grade because <laughs> that's when you learn the recorder. <laughs> the fact that I jerked my dog off in middle school. To say like, like, oh, you actually jerked your dog off in third grade. No, it was middle school. Learn the recorder. It, it was middle school. So I think it's funnier to say middle school for the. It, it just doesn't work with the recorder. So you got you got to go younger. That's funny. I, I respect that you space out the times that you go up, but you are one of the better joke writers. Oh, thank you. Uh, like, dude, because you, I mean, we, we talk fucking almost every day, and the jokes you write, because when I first talked to you, I was like, yeah, dude, uh, you need to try and go up if you want to write stuff. I was like, I, I wrote stuff forever before I started performing. And you're like, yeah, I've been writing for like 20 years. <laughs> and, I mean, it fucking shows because, dude, you're, the, the joke about your Jewish mom, it still fucking gets me. I'm like, that is such a good fucking joke. Oh, thank you. And, um, and it was the same with uh, Johnny, which, I mean, he can't, he can't write a joke. But, uh, no, no I, I love thinking about it. But 
it was the same thing with him. He was always at the club, and I was like, dude, why aren't you doing it? And finally, both of y'all are now getting it, and it uh, makes me more happy. It makes him feel good knowing that he made a difference in your lives. And mm. he can, yeah, he that's what I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm an influencer, dude. Yeah. No, you're, you're to like, his credit, like, you're like Sean's stepbrother to me. Yeah, exactly. He's like the uh, yeah, because Sean, Sean came here, inspired me to come out to a club. I met you, I think the first time I went to the club, and yeah. you were like, "I host an open mic. You should come and do it." And yeah. I was like, "No, <laughs> I'm not comfortable anywhere. I will never do it." But thank you. And now I'm starting to feel a little differently. I think I might push myself to. Do yourself. another open mic somewhere else. Uh, it, so performing in different places, I don't know. So I've I've done stuff here and I've done stuff in Georgia and in Oregon. Tennessee's really good. I, I mean, I, I've ate shit in Tennessee, but also the crowds here. I don't I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I just feel more comfortable if I'm in my home state. But the crowds here are way. I feel like they are. I don't know. I ate shit in both of the other two states, so it doesn't really matter. But, um, so what you're saying is you're only funny in Tennessee. That's what it's starting to feel like, yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. worried about that happening to me. Yeah. And <laughs> But then there's people like Malcolm, which I got to get him on here. He He's yeah. like, he's like, man, I got a show in New Jersey next week. It's it's on a Tuesday at 6. But, <laughs> and he's I'm, going to be there, right? I'm going to drive up after work. And then, and then he's, he's going like, to Atlanta the next week. Yeah, dude, that guy, he's got, he's got the fucking. That's mm-hmm. And dude, so he was in a comedy competition. I think he had just started doing stand up. He was in a comedy competition at Gypsy Circus with me. And him then to him now, and this was just a few, like it was, you know, months ago. Um, dude, he's he is getting really, really good. His joke writing is fucking different. He's constantly <laughs> working. And yeah, and he's constantly writing shit. That's for sure. Because he writes it and then he works it out, and then he writes it and he works it out. See, I feel like a lot of comedy, like, to what you were saying, is, like, you have to f- fail a joke, over, like, so many times before you find, like, the, the the idea you were trying to cultivate out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to let a joke fail, bomb so many times before, like, it gets better. You know what I'm saying? Because then you react to, like, how audiences reacted to it, and you're like, how can I make it better from, like, what didn't work? I've, yeah. I've never repeated material in front of an audience yet. Really? I have not, and that's the next thing I need to get over. So, because I've only I, gone up a handful of times, yeah. So I made sure my material is different every time. Yeah, I did the same thing because um, there was it was just a mic once a month in Johnson City, and that was it. That was all the comedy that there was that was available. So um, I would write a two minute, a new ten minutes every month, and I look back. I've actually reused some of the stuff, but looking back at it, I was like, you should have just worked on the same stuff and just maybe have like a good ten minutes instead of fucking eighty minutes of dog shit. Well, that's what because I'm gonna have to do a performance in January at Blue Ridge, because I'm in the comedy class with Sean, and I'm gonna be part of the graduation show. Is it five minute sets? Yeah, it's like f- I think five to seven. Oh, oh yeah. And I'm probably going to do my first open mic set, like kind of do like an autopsy of that set and take out things that I don't think worked well. And substitute in some of the more irreverent stuff I've written lately, which is going to be weird because the way that I got that set to flow together, I thought was like that was probably my biggest accomplishment. Yeah, was bridging together all the jokes so yeah, that they yeah. made a cohesive set. Once you once you start 
being able to like segue your jokes into that's what I think makes a solid set is like you're not just like you know you're talking about one thing one second you're like so how about you know it's like I think if, if it flows the, the better the flow is the more you'll keep people's attention because if you just change subjects out of nowhere it's kind of yeah, uh, abrupt it's hard for me to go from talking about like my wife and I to jerking off a dog in fifth grade she knows about that right yeah, she was the only one that knew about that before comedy. <laughs> now everybody knows. Wait, are you telling me that's real, Joe? Oh, no, I actually did jerk off the neuter dog. <laughs> that's based in truth. I was like, hang on, there's some missing context here now. Don't you guys realize that the best comedy comes from... Real life experience? Yeah, of course. Did the dog ask for it, Joe? I mean, I would say it was in his eyes, but they were getting cloudy. You know, he was an old boy. I mean, he ro rolled over and spread his legs. What do you think he wanted me to do? <laughs> I mean, they, the dog doesn't present his lipstick if he doesn't want you to touch it. <laughs> he doesn't want you to put it on, huh? Oh, my God. I didn't dude. say put it on. You what? took it to a gross level, man. That was just yeah, too far. Right. Jacking off a dog's one thing. Putting his dick Sorry to your lips. Sorry, on a dog is something else. Dude, there was something. It was, it was randomly on Facebook. It's like things you wish you couldn't unsee, and it was like, Zoo fun, or I don't know, I don't know what the fuck it was called, and I was like, well, now I gotta look it up, and it was dogs fucking chicks, and I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> Jesus, that was bizarre. I watched, because <laughs> I was like, no, 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 wait, and I was like, Ugh. I was like, that is, wow, that was fucking graphic. That's crazy. So, yeah, so what's the you guys, yeah, if you guys need the link, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to get it to you. I'll put, I'll put it in the fucking episode description. <laughs> Uh, I don't really have much to say on that. <laughs> I started saying like, like it was a lost. Yeah, I'm a bit you, stunned it, well, on that. It, one. It's like you know, you see the things that's like Google Blue Waffle or whatever. And you could, yeah, man. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna look it up. I mean, how much time you spend on there is a different thing. At some point, I think it should be a felony. How is that not illegal to fuck a dog? Isn't that like it is illegal? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, there's certain is illegal, not, but I think sure. in those states you have to be married first. It's just Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to say, you have to legally adopt the dog first before you can jack it off. Can't jack off, jack, jack off a stranger's dog. I just had a stroke. Speaking of strokes, jacking off that dog. Uh, it's uh, I Remember that verse in Strokin by Clarence Carter? Y'all ever be jacking off dogs? <laughs> I'll be stroking. That's what I'm doing. God, and then Billy Squire had that one song. It was like, stroke, stroke. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? It's good for the rolling team. If I die of a stroke, play that at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> stroke, stroke. I just want everyone in the audience like, what? Instead of like, instead of like a pamphlet, they just give you like a napkin and some, <laughs> a little like ketchup packet of fucking mayonnaise or no, not mayonnaise. You know what, fucking mayonnaise, that's even better. We'll go with that. Stroke. Oh, God. I want a rotisserie casket. I don't know how I'm going to die, but I want so, my casket to rotate. So you want to be cremated in a rotisserie fashion. So you want to be, you want to get even done this. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I'm cremated, that's even better, but throw some rice in there so it sounds like one of those rain sticks. I used to love those rain sticks. They're very calming. You'd be like, oh, it's grandma. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. So random. I used to work with this guy. I think he had halitosis. That smelled so bad all the time. But, um, I. It's got nothing to do with his toes. Yeah. 
so, um, I went to his house one day. It was I, I think I might have been picking him up in the work truck or something. And he's like, come on in. And dude, there was a goat in his living room. And I was like, no, <laughs> I was no, like, I don't think I will. Why do you have a goat? And it, it was kind of fucked up because he said his kids, one of his kids was autistic, and he's like, it's therapeutic. It's a therapy goat. <laughs> a therapy goat. And I was like, dude, Tennessee, man. It might be in Tennessee. I mean, you get a dog from the government. It's hard to say. You take what you can find in Tennessee. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's my support goat. The, the dogs are for hunting bear, okay? They stay in their cages and they come out once a year. That's that's what dogs are for. We got the that's goat funny. inside. As long as it's not one of those goats that startles. Because then that it's like dies. you have an anxious goat that's a support goat. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It needs a support animal itself. It, just, it needs it a dog. It on your kid. And they yeah, suffocate. Thanks. I was showing that to my daughter. I have a seven-year-old daughter. I was showing her videos of fainting goats today. She'd never heard of them i used to live next to someone that had fainting goats and it was it was the greatest thing ever i just walk over the fence and fucking scream and like three of them would drop <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want to meet someone with a fainting kid and just startle them and they just because they don't really faint it's just Is that what you mean? no they don't the, the goats don't faint their limbs like lock and they just fall over they don't have like a seizure or pass out they just kind of like they just like become immobilized for some reason so I was just at my friend's house and he has a fainting beetle. A fainting beetle? Yeah, it's a little. It was like a little fucking white beetle, and it's a fainting beetle. I don't know. Like, like you, it looks dead half the time because it's just fucking like on its back looks like a dead bug. And that asshole, he was like, "Dude, touch it!" And I was like, "Hey, no, I'm not gonna touch it." He's like, "Dude, dude, dude come on, come on!" And I was like, "You drunk motherfucker!" And he gets it out of the cage and he's like, "Just touch it!" And I was like, I, "Listen, I told you, I'm not gonna." So he's like, what are you scared? I was like, no, but if I touch that thing, I'm going to kill it. Like, it's, I don't want to touch a bug, and don't make me fucking touch the bug. And he's like, dude, you're scared. I was like, if anything, that thing should be scared of me, because if you force me to touch it, I'm killing it. Like, fuck that bug. If your evolutionary protection is that you, like, are faking that you're dead, it's not that far off from you just killing that bug. <laughs> it's like, you could kill that bug. And put it back in its cage, and he would just think it was fainted. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. Like, man, he's been fainted for a while. No. Just have to make sure you don't smash it too much. Took care, took care of that shit. You gotta drown it. Have you guys seen the videos where they like put a cucumber behind a fucking cat and scares the living shit out of it? I think that's I mean, it's got nothing to do with goats, but talk about animals reacting to things that scare them. Yeah. Yeah, that's just stupid. That cats, cracks though. me the fuck up. I'm so, like, cats are so dumb. Well, they act superior, and then you fucking put a cucumber behind them, boom. Oh, I tried that with my cats. It didn't work. Really? Yeah, they were not phased by them. But, but they're it, Miami cats, so you know they seen some shit. <laughs> but it was instead of a cucumber, it was just your dick. And you <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. They're like, I'm definitely not intimidated by that thing. <laughs> no, that. So when I first saw the cucumber videos, I was like, I'm pretty sure that the idea they think it's a snake. And so right. I googled it, and that's that's what it was. And, yeah. and there was a lot of people on there that were like, "Hey, you can actually scare your cat to death if you do this." That's super. Yeah, you don't see those videos. Yeah, no. I understand that rabbits are real easy to kill. Like, if you give a rabbit a bath, it could have a heart attack. And I was like, "Holy shit! You can't submerge a rabbit in water because it'll die." I know guinea pigs also. If you take a guinea pig and you just hold it and you kind of jostle it, yes. it'll have a heart attack. Like in South America, they will use guinea pigs to remove bad spirits. From people's bodies so they'll grab a guinea pig and they'll like rub it all over a person and the guinea pig will die out of stress and they'll be like all of the evil has gone into the guinea pig and killed it you're cured 
<laughs> I never saw Jesus do that trick. <laughs> South American you got heartburn? Jesus. Get the leeches. <laughs> Dude, I had a uh, chinchilla, and I don't know what happened, but I think I accidentally killed it somehow. I'm not sure. I don't know what happened, but my mom has a really nice sock. I don't know where it came from. It's fuzzy as fuck, though. It's a nice, comfy, warm sock. Good winter sock. Just one? Just hey, one. I'll start saying, like, no matches. You gotta get another chinchilla for her to have a second one. That you gotta kill another disappear. chinchilla. <laughs> Dude, I was distraught. I was like, what the fuck? Because, like, I don't know why. <laughs> this is fucking great content. Um, I was like, its food is too big. It was the little, like, round cylindrical pellet things. Yeah. So I went through its whole food bowl and broke them all in half. And, like, I don't know if I had, like, fucking something on my hands or something, but I woke up the next morning and the motherfucker was dead. So that was... It choked on a half pellet. It's used to biting a whole-sized pellet. I was like, something's going <laughs> wrong. fucking choked it, it with it its It turned food. sideways in its throat, and it was just like... <laughs> it got lodged in there. Jesus, you're a monster. Yeah. Uh, uh, you I, didn't I, fill up its water. That's what I did. It was choking on a pretzel <laughs> like George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> This is the latest we've ever recorded and the most sober I've ever been. Somehow yeah, that one. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm flattered. Yeah. That, you know, I want to keep it up for you. That's Tom's got the podcast. Also. Oh, I mean, if you keep drinking, you won't be able to, though. <laughs> hey, you don't know me, man. Stay thirsty, my friends. <laughs> yeah. He's drinking a Dos Equis. I do have Dos Equis down yeah. here. I've got a plethora of beer. Dude, we made uh, Christmas ornaments yesterday. Little, uh, we took. Did you see it? On I did. Your... Yeah, little beer caps, and then I made. Have you guys ever made slime from glue? Yes. Okay. Well, you have kids. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd never done it, and I, I was making it, and I was having a fucking blast. I was like, <laughs> this, I understand, <laughs> but I see why. It's what so is fun. it like glue and like? Do you put bleach in it or some other? No. Is it more? Uh... You drink the bleach. Yeah, you, you take a shot of bleach, and then and then really a lot of things just start turning into slime. <laughs> you can use, like, eyeglass cleaner. There's, like, a whole bunch yeah. of weird fucking chemistry that goes. It's like, it's like a children's meth lab making slime, because there's, like, 18 different ways to do it, Listen, and every kid likes to make it blue and sparkly. I always wanted to do it when I was a kid, because, like, I loved Ghostbusters, and, like, a big part of the plot of, like, the second one especially is that, like, the slime is fucking, like, taking over... Everything it like filled it's coming the sewers. Out. Yeah, it filled the yeah. sewers and it was coming out in people's bathtubs and coming out of the cracks and shit in the sidewalk. So I was like, fuck, I want to make some of that. Yeah. Big Ghostbusters fan when I was a kid. When I was in, uh, I think it was first or second grade, we made Ooplek, which is just cornstarch and water, and they put a drop of food coloring in it. But the ratio is so that it looks kind of like it's clay, but when you reach into it, it's a liquid. But if you squeeze it in your hand, it becomes solid. But then if you open your hand, it becomes a liquid again. And it's just cornstarch and water. That's crazy. Huh. I've seen YouTube videos of people playing with so that. We, when I was working in restaurants, we used to make slurries. And I always thought it was really fun because the chef would always leave his fucking slurries just laying around. Mm-hmm. And, and all the cornstarch would separate and mm-hmm. go back down to the bottom. And when I was a dishwasher, it was my favorite thing to wash this. Because like, I don't know what it was about that texture of cornstarch settled at the bottom of a thing of water it, it's, I don't know dude it's, it's a whole market man there's like there's people that have sold that to children I wonder now if that is the same thing have you seen it I, so if it was if you had Ooplek mm-hmm. and you tried to punch it does it become a solid surface yeah it like back. it'll leave yeah. an impression and then it'll slowly kind of go back okay. like quicksand almost yeah yeah 
the scientists are making some shit. They're trying to make, I don't know what it is, but they're trying to make something similar to that that's a metal. Well, if they're using cornstarch, uh, if they're using cornstarch, it's going to help the corn industry (laughs) much more. (laughs) So they're like, we got the fucking syrup and everything, and now we're going to build houses with the (laughs) cornstarch. So, uh, weed is legal in Virginia. It is. You enjoying it? Very much so. You have a card? I don't have a card, but I should get one. You should get one. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a card and then I'm gonna go to Blue Ridge and talk about how I got my weed card. Dude. Anybody ever heard of a weed card? It lets me say weed. Weed, 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 weed. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Standing O from me. (laughs) No, I'm I'm looking for I mean I've I'm I've been people have been privately sharing with me. That have been growing it themselves. Yeah. Because that's really the only legal way to procure it if you don't have a card. You're not allowed to buy it. Really? It has to be given to you. It has to be. And it's, and it's, it's nice. Sorry. It's very nice to have friends who are... That's what I was trying to say. Like, people just... Who are have agriculturally inclined. Because I, I tried growing a bunch of hot peppers this year. <laughs> killed all of them. And I spent, I don't know, probably $25 in exotic pepper seeds. Mm-hmm. Of like strains that it's like, now they're gone. Yeah, I had some purple cayennes. I don't, it, that's not what it was fucking called, but it was a purple cayenne pepper, essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, I killed the fuck out of them. And there was already two on the plant. I didn't even get those two. Oh, <laughs> I, I had sprouts, and I left them out in the sun for one day, and they just completely fried. Damn. And I was just like, well, that was like six weeks of work to get those sprouts. Dude, you should look into growing, because there's like super soil and shit that you can use, and it's got all the nutrients in the soil. So you get an auto-flowering seed, and then just fucking let it rip. Just well, water it. If I it. had like any kind of contained indoor space, it would have been fine. I was just, I, I was sprouting them in my oven where there wasn't, there was like a controlled environment temperature wise. Yeah. And then I would take them out in the sun for a couple hours every day. And then just one day I forgot them in the sun and the sun did not forget to destroy them. So they just, I, they were that just too. Damn sun. Yeah. I, I tried it gives life school. and it takes them. Yeah. Uh, I tried in high school when I lived in Virginia and it was legal. And um, it's a motherfucker to grow weed. It is. It is no joke. If you don't know what you're doing, you're just gonna grow some shitty weed. Oh, uh, the the dude that grows the weed that he gives to me is like, it's a weed. It grows super easy. But then I've seen <laughs> what he has, and it's like an incredibly elaborate setup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indoor. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Dude, it's a whole different game. It is. It's like where where my brother is in Oregon, he's got friends with like actual like weed farms. Right. And dude, it is. It is serious. He had, a, he had a plant that literally, it looked like like a fucking spruce plant, like tree or something. Like, it was huge. And, yeah, I don't know. Some people got it, some people don't. I am not one of those people. Yeah, I think uh, everybody has different skills. And if we try to compare ourselves to other people, we're always going to be disappointed. Because it's like, I mean, you're, you have a lot more practical skills than I do. Like, I have a neighbor who, he's like an older guy. He's probably like almost 60. And I was visiting his house, and he was showing me, like, his fireplace that he built. And he's like, I redid all these wood floors, and I did this. And I was like, I make cakes. <laughs> he's like, well, I can't make a cake. And I was like, yeah, but nobody's going to pay me, like, $10,000 to renovate a cake for them. <laughs> we have a cake. So it like needs to be better. City, you get some high-profile customers. You might. <laughs> How did you do – did you bake when you were in Miami? Yeah, yeah. I went to pastry school. Um almost 10 years ago yeah I had I dropped out of culinary school after dropping out of college like I went to culinary school for one day 
and dropped out Damn. because there were health code violations like crazily oh. happening at Johnson and Wales University. <laughs> and I'll say the name Johnson and Wales. No, uh, they gave me a full refund. Uh, oh, well, that's good. And they let me keep all my knives, so I was like, okay, we're all right. Damn, and then I just knives? started. Uh, they were uh, Frederick Dick, like German knives, like super high quality knives. Shit. And and so you dropped out because of like health code shit. Yeah, like I was in a. And, the, and they were like, we get it. The first class was stewing and braising. It oh. wasn't like a food safety class. And we're cooking in the classroom, and the air vents are dripping everywhere, including on the table where all the food is going when it's finished. And my father does asbestos and mold removal, or used to do. Yes. And I was like, that is disgusting. And that is like, and uh, the next day I went to the dean, and they were like, who was the chef? And uh, I'm sure nothing happened to that guy, but. Yeah, they're just like. They were like, everybody, take the food home. You can take the food home. And I was like, no, thank you. Start saying says the least they should have done after fucking allowing you to keep the knobs and refunding you is name like a fucking hall after you or something <laughs> for not suing them that, or that, exposing that something. Fucking hood vent. Like that's the Joe Baker hood vent. Yeah, he went down in that hall. He's dearly, dearly missed. <laughs> but then, like many years later, when I went to pastry school, it was like the first class was like kitchen safety and standards. Like, oh, okay, here's how you don't. F- give people food poisoning and how you don't cross-contaminate things. It sounds legit. Makes sense. Yeah. Dude, and that was because when it was that first night I met you, I, uh, it was either your first or second time at the club and um, you were like, I'm a pastry chef. And then, like, I've worked in a kitchen, you obviously, and um, when you, so you, 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 and you've probably run into people that are like, I'm a chef, you know, I was a chef or whatever and it's like, calm down. You, you, you might have been a prep cook or a line cook or something, but you weren't a fucking chef. Yeah. So I asked you, you were like, I'm a pastry chef. And I was like, oh, really? Where'd you go to culinary school? And you're like, Le Cordon Bleu. And I was like, oh, fucking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. He really is. Yeah. The, the, last, the last real job I had was with this real high-end catering company. And it was just horrible. I don't ever want to work for anybody else again, I don't think. Dude. It'd have to be somebody really nice that is like, I cherish you. Because I was, especially in Miami... There's so much industry that nobody appreciates anybody. You get treated like the hell, basically. Yeah, they're like, I can replace you for somebody who will take a yeah. dollar less. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And um, we'll treat them ten times worse. <laughs> I uh, I got a job offer, because I work, I work for myself, too. And I got a job offer to work for a company, and basically all they do is, like, flip houses. I'd be running my own crew, essentially naming what I wanted to make. And see, I mean, obviously, I'd have to see if they're cool with it, but um, but it's like forty hours a week, <laughs> and so I, I hate the term millennial, but I don't work forty hours a week because I don't have to. I mean, I I, I, I married that with millennial. Listen, I know millennials don't work, but yeah, well, yeah, and that's I mean, I'm I'm not like I don't ever want to work or do anything, but like no, I know if exactly I'm if I'm saying. in the position now where I don't have to just fucking kill myself for exactly. money like it's called work-life balance yeah yeah exactly it's am, like am i a millennial <laughs> i was born in 83 yes yes okay well then it makes sense that i don't want to work either yeah <laughs> i didn't know that's what it was I but now like, i do understand i feel like i'm betraying like my freaking like ancestors like my freaking dad and grandparents and stuff like that whenever i i say to myself i do not want to work a typical job you know what i'm saying like comedy is actually Comedy and music are two things that I would actually pursue very seriously, which I know means I'm doomed to a life of, like, 
poverty anyway, but like for me, that's okay. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, and I, I think it's not a bad idea though. I mean, if you're willing, if you're passionate about something and you can dedicate yourself to it, yeah, there's enough avenues now where you can have side incomes that are kind of like this exactly. is my hobby, but this is my main thing. Exactly. Yeah, I, that's, I was going to say like a typical forty-hour, like you were saying, kind of like gets in steps in the way of all that. So it's like you know, I'm always teetering back and forth between like, do I choose making money or do I choose like something that's not going to make me a whole lot of money for a very long time, but I'm going to be happier and also not working forty hours a week. I would say you could do both and still work those forty hours a week. Yeah. Do what you're like. You don't make any money and you work yourself to death. That sounds great. That's yeah. my plan. Well, I have my own business. I'm deeply in a hole. Um, sorry. It says that with I'm a smile. Neglecting, <laughs> neglecting my children to pursue comedy. It's the American dream. Smile, dude. I so my my job. Follow your passions. Is a means for me to do stand up, like because it's you know I, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts and they're like fucking. I lived in my car in LA and I did open mics 14 times a night and I just I ate fucking whatever was in the trash can yeah, behind the exactly. comedy club and I'm like nah dude <laughs> I, I love I love doing comedy I am not about to go fucking be homeless just to do open mics somewhere there's not enough opportunity here for that you just, no, no, like, especially, you just end up sleeping in I Bristol saying, with those other people across here you'll club. just be homeless yeah, yeah I, and I I actually messaged um, a comedian Jody Miller sure is her name and on Instagram just a fucking shot in the dark and I was like I, I want to get into comedy I'd never even done an open mic and I was mm -hmm. like do I just like leave everything and move to LA and she was like don't fucking do that <laughs> she was like do something in your own area start somewhere close to you even if you have to travel a little bit don't fucking move across the country yeah. and and I mean that's what you know um, ended up finding the open mic at JRH and um, now there's a fucking comedy club here and I'm like how yeah. I'm so glad I didn't go be homeless. <laughs> like I, instead, I stayed here and I was able to, you know, work towards getting like a bit, helping my dad get this company rolling. Um, and then he, he retired and gave it to me. Um, but yeah, the, the whole the whole quit. <laughs> I was like, nah, dude, I'm not gonna fucking just drop everything. And on the like flip side of one. that. Uh, I've attempted everything that Joey just said <laughs> that he he fucking did not do and. Uh, it didn't work out great for me, but also at the same rate, like, I, I think that if I had planned it a little bit better and actually, like, you know, like you said, started local first and then, like, set out to, like, travel and open mic in, like, new places and stuff, because I have, like, what we were just talking about Malcolm doing it, and I have a friend that, he he's doing it now, traveling around doing open mics just, like, wherever he winds up and whatnot, so, and I think, like, that work ethic and, like, you know, that's how, that's how you get to be successful in this industry. That's how you stand out from, like, and I know a lot of people either can't do that or just aren't willing to do it because comedy is, like, a fucking just a side thing for them to do. Yeah. Not, it's, like, it's not the ultimately most fulfilling thing that they could be doing with their lives, but, you know, it's just stuff that they like to do. I'm the opposite. I'm a freak. I would love to go be homeless and just fucking rough it and... If you lived somewhere that allowed for that, I could totally see and understand that. Yeah. You know, like, you could do that in New York, and you could do exactly. that probably in, like, Seattle. I, I do want to point out, for eight months, I did live in a car, so there's that. Had nothing to do with comedy, though. Uh, like, 
created a lot of comedy. Oh, yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> That's what trauma does. Yeah, exactly. But one of these days, I want to talk about all that experience because there's so much material there, but usually Ron's got the homeless stories covered. <laughs> well, Ryan's not here Ron. now. Yeah, we miss you. Uh, we, we, need, we need a uh, uh, Andrew homeless story. So that's funny. Uh, what is the shittiest situation that I've been faced with that I'll think about it for another time? Um, you were talking about people. It's, I'll it's, tell you this. It is weird to just like wake up and people are fucking there. You know what I'm saying? Like if you sleep in a Walmart parking lot or something and then you, you wake up at like fucking six, seven in the morning just like right at the crack of like sunlight, you know, shit. You wake up and there's always like you always see people. And it's, it's very jarring to just, like, be thinking, like, in a deep sleep that you're, like, in a bed and you're, like, snuggled up and shit. And then you wake up and you're, like, out in in full view of everybody. And, like, yeah. Most people don't notice you, but you, you notice them. <laughs> Dude. It's a public moment of privacy. Yeah, exactly. I, I couldn't imagine. You like wake up with an erection and everybody's looking. Yeah. Because your windows well, aren't you wish. You just have a wet dream. <laughs> yeah, because your windows aren't Yeah, you have fucking clear see-through windows like I did. And when I started out, it was in a 2000 retired Crown Victoria police car, which was not bad because the back seat was designed to be fucking huge because it's designed for drunks to pass out in the back of or like people to flail around and fucking, you know, just... Did it have the plastic? It did not have the partition, oh. unfortunately. But no, I mean, no, I mean on the, on the cushion itself, they would cover those things in like a layer of plastic because people would like throw up or piss yes. themselves. Okay, bodily fluids. Oh. The way that it was made, it was like it was made out of that plastic. Yeah. So like yeah. they could just like take it out and spray it off. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Did, did the whole seat pop out yes. too? Yeah, mine did too. I had one too. I fucking. And then I moved into a fucking 2003 Ford Escort four door, and that thing was fucking tiny. <laughs> like, there's no room in this car. I can't fucking sleep I know. in here. I mean, like, the kitchen, and the living room, we're in the same fucking seat. It's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, oh, shit. dude, I think like I fucking like fucked up my spine somehow sleeping in that one because like they say like you do most of your growing like when you sleep and I'm still like in my early 20s and shit so I like my body still is growing a little bit but I'm pretty sure like where there's just like no space to expand in that car that it just kind of like fucking compacted my vertebrae or something retarded your growth yeah <laughs> yep I'm like I'm like I would never fucking just go try to be a comedian and live in my car and Andrew's like I just did it for <laughs> yeah, exactly. whatever reason I didn't even know why the fuck I was out there by the time I was over with I was just like fuck this yeah, I'm getting well, a job when I was young I put all of my passion into being a juggalo so I didn't have to worry about it's like an insane no clown fucking kidding yeah. oh really? are you serious yeah yeah you guys didn't oh yeah do you have a tat no have, I don't do you have any tattoos I do I have a few tattoos oh shit I got my La Cordon Bleu tattoo with the blue lantern symbol in it. I got Mumra from the Thundercats. Huh. I got a wrestling tattoo. I got... Stimpy. Show your tattoo, Joe. And my, my dog who passed away, I got a dog pole. Nice. Yeah. You know the one I'm talking about. Oh, I don't uh, want to see your dick. I know you're joking. I, again, off camera, I'll show you that one. I did just get this one, though. We oh. are off camera. Oh, nice. It's a, it's a yeah, cow. Yeah, see, man. the cow's going to get turned little... inside out. Yep. yep. That'd be sweet. Yep, and then that that's actually, the microphone is my, uh, it was supposed to be my one-year anniversary, but COVID came and fucked everything up, so I waited until my two-year anniversary doing stand-up to get a microphone. Sweet, man. How long, when did you start? 2019. Wow. June, 
19th. Okay. How old were you? However old I was. Okay. Two years ago, so well, I was either 25 or 26. What were what are the last four of your social? How old were you, Andrew, when you started? Um, 22, and I'm 23 now, so I had a birthday since I started comedy. I think I started doing it, uh, what would it have been, about like June or something like that? Whenever you guys started hosting your open mic, I probably did it about a week or two prior to that. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't even know that. Because um, when you came up, it was funny because I had... Um, I brought, I had a La Crusette, mm-hmm. like a uh, Dutch oven, mm-hmm. and I brought it, and because the guy I was hosting with was like, dude, we should bring a tip jar, and I was like, I don't give a fuck, I'm not getting tips. <laughs> uh, I just, just want to host the mic, and so I, I wrote like tips for, and then like really small, a new pot, so it just said tips for pot, and Andrew came, and like, there were, I mean, we were getting like four or five comics a night, it wasn't, it wasn't a huge mic. But Andrew came, and in the tips for pot, he just, he wrote on a piece of paper, put ice in your bong, and put that in there, and that was the only thing we got, and I was like, I'm never fucking putting this thing back out again, but that was a pretty good one. I, and, and It's a I solid tip. He yeah. came in, and he signed up as Andrew, and then, like, didn't say shit to anybody, went up, did his set, and then fucking left. So, me and the other host, we were like, who is that Andrew guy? I was like, I don't know. His name literally is just Andrew on here. And then I looked in the thing, and it was like, put put ice in your bong. And I was like, I, that was him too. I know his fucking, I already know his sense of humor. Yeah. And then little did he know, four months later, I'd be sleeping in his house for two months straight. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird how life be. Moral of this story is, I'm a fucking bum. <laughs> yeah. Andrew still doesn't have a place. Start to say. Like, I can't wait to go to Knoxville Mox and be like, and people be like, "Hell, oh, that was a great set and everything. It's like, cool, you too. Can I sleep in your house? <laughs> Do you have room for me? Do you have a spare garage or something? <laughs> Talk to Johnny. Or or a spot in your driveway that I can park to. Yeah. When I, do, I woke up the other morning I heard, Riley! And I was like, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> so when he came over here, we recorded with James Lilly. And I, t- I told you, I was like, you could sleep on the couch. And I, I wake up. I thought he was in here for sure. I actually thought I heard you too. I came in so at four in the morning to take a dump, and then I went back outside in the Oh, park. that makes sense. I'm glad uh, he didn't shoot me because he totally would have had grounds to. <laughs> There's just a massive so, thing. And, and I did. I heard you at four because I think I had like either moved off the. I don't know what happened, but um, so I thought you were going to be in here, and you weren't. I was like, that's weird. The front door was unlocked, and I was like, this is weird. And I go out, and I, I started yelling for Riley to come back inside. And then I look over, and there's Andrew. He's got a blanket over his head just sleeping in my backyard in his car. And I was like, damn, dude, you could have came inside. Um, uh, back to living in a car for eight months and shit, it's actually kind of funny because, like, now, I mean, it's not comfortable for me to, like, stay overnight in a car if I have to. But it's nostalgic. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, <laughs> even, even after, like, I was not living in a car anymore for, like, the past year, like, some knots... I have to sleep sitting like straight up, like as you would in a in a car seat. Sometimes, like every now and then, like if I can't sleep, I have to position myself like as if I were sleeping in a car to fall asleep. It's crazy. 
That is one weird thing, but... You, like, mentally have to pretend there's an airbag that yeah. could possibly come out in front of you at some point but, to be comfortable. But also, on the tail end of that, and I'll, sh- I'll shut up for a second. Um, He's just got a mock e-brake that he likes to hold when he sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case this fucker starts rolling. <laughs> I was sleeping somewhere, uh, fucking, and... I heard a horn, and I woke up, and my face was on the fucking... <laughs> I was like, oh, God. And you were driving. Yeah, and I was driving. <laughs> when I when I graduated high school, I was forced to go to a community college right away. Like, I wanted to take more than the summer off. I wanted to take time off from school, and I was forced to go back pretty much immediately. And I would just sleep in my car. I would drive to the college. I had four classes. I had one that I liked. I'd go to the one class that I liked, which was my first class, and then I would go sit in my car and listen to Howard Stern and sleep for like three hours, and then go home. Sounds like community college to me. That's about what I did for three months until I dropped out. I went for eight years. You know what I would do? In fucking <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I was going Ooh. part-time and working, and I changed to schools a couple times. I studied uh, psychology, religion, sociology... And then I went to social psychology for my major, but I never took a math class. I never took an English class. I only took all my core classes for the subject I was studying. So I have like tons of credits in psychology and religion and sociology, but nothing else. So I was like not even close to graduating. If you ask me, that's more valuable than having a degree sometimes because it's like you got you got all the information that you needed and say fuck it do the shit you didn't want to know yeah, I was just trying to help myself anyways it's like I'm damaged how can I understand people <laughs> when I went to college that resonated college, with me <laughs> I um, I went for business because I wanted to start my own business fortunately my dad was like hey I'm retiring and you can have this one I was like fuck yeah I'm <laughs> dropping this shit but dude I was I, mean, I was sitting problem. in biology too which I fucking loved biology but I was like hey what am I doing in here <laughs> like what the fuck is this gonna do for anything? For I don't I don't need to know the fucking you know metaphase and telephase and all this Interphase. shit. This has nothing to do with running a business. And I was like, this shit is. Yeah. But they were paying me to go to school, which was cool because mm-hmm. like after after um, my financial aid and stuff, I would get a check for like a thousand dollars, depending on how many classes I took. But then I ran into fucking calculus, and calculus is. It's the dumbest fucking thing ever. Like, I, I, I understand how some of it works, but I think, I don't know. Is it like hypothetical math? Yeah, when the, <laughs> when, the, when I'm in math class and they start talking about unreal numbers, I'm like, okay, what are we doing? You know, like, yeah. unreal numbers? Okay, well, hey, if they're not real, fucking leave them out. Like, yeah. this yeah. shit does not make Fuck sense. Fuck you, numbers. You're not even real. Variables <laughs> in the alphabet belong in English. You don't need letters being subscribed for numbers that don't exist. What? Well, Ones that don't like I, algebra, I get it. Like you're like trying to solve for, yeah. trying to figure out like if you're, you know, using this many toppings on a pizza and you're using three different kinds of toppings and they all cost this much. How much should the pizza cost? That shit actually makes sense to no, me. No, that's practical math. I was trying to say like that's a that's real life application. Right, right. But that's not. But calculus was the I I fucking hated. I, I failed it three times. I felt it twice, and the third time I just stopped going. I was like, nah, nah, I'm good. It's like how I felt about physics when I looked at physics, and I'm like, oh, it's just a math class. Oh, dude, yeah. And I was like, I'm, there's no way. <laughs> I'm just it's like, just a math class. I think I'm going to take introduction to theater so instead. I got, I got put into special classes 
when I was in first grade. Why are you rubbing your head like that? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I got, I got It's visual brain. comedy. Like, look at this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I brought a prop. It's prop comedy for the podcast. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was I was in special classes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got I got put in uh, I got put in special classes in first grade, and then South Florida started to do something called the magnet program, which was like experimental learning. And I got put into that oh. in second grade, and it was crazy. So I didn't have any regular classes in second and third you grade. You were a guinea pig, basically. Yeah, and it was all creative learning. And like I remember there was an education fair at the convention center in Miami, and I was the display for the magnet program. I was literally <laughs> in a booth, and uh. I would alternate between playing a steel drum and doing a jigsaw puzzle upside down. You're like the fucking monkey they sit up in the, the fucking fuck, Russian. Dude. Yeah. So then when I went back to normal school in, in the fourth grade, they were like, how come you can't multiply simple numbers? All you know how to and do is fucking like, jigsaw puzzle playing fucking <laughs> tropical like, songs. If you give me a wine we glass made, with some water in, I can play the fucking Beethoven's we made like <laughs> We made like <laughs> tons of dioramas. So it was like, Here's how you mix dirt and glue to make the ground for a dinosaur scene in a shoebox. And I was like, this is awesome. Okay, so now we're going to make this diorama with Michael Jordan dunking a basketball by flying across this shoebox. There were a lot of shoebox projects. <laughs> and it was, all, it was all art and creative learning stuff. And they told my mother, like, oh, he'll catch up. He'll catch up with it. And I just never caught up with Damn. anything. And here we are. School years later, and, and that's just the Asheville curriculum. Dude, <laughs> in I don't even know, dude, because my stepbrothers, fucking God bless their hearts, they went to one of them. They didn't even get great. They got like colors and shit, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Is See going that on? to me, that's offensive because there's a lot of colorblind people out there, and they're just being discriminated against. In that situation. I wouldn't stop I till I got it's black, close. like black belt karate. <laughs> That's when I'll know that I've won. <laughs> to match your aura. Yeah. All black on the report card. Andrew's not doing well, as you can see. We just we printed his whole <laughs> report card in ink. It's just a <laughs> black, solid, just black, black piece of paper. You get, you get a black note, your parents get cancer and shit. <laughs> uh, that's quite a punishment for fucking being a dumb shit. They're still proud, though, big Johnny Cash fans. No, they're not. <laughs> Johnny Cash fans. That was one of the first jokes you told. At, uh, that oh, because I was circus. wearing all black, mm -hmm. wasn't I? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's when I was living with my crazy roommate, Robert, and uh, before I left, he was like, you look like you're going to be playing country songs instead of telling jokes. And so I fucking ripped about that on stage. If I went up on stage in all black, I'd call myself Johnny Credit. <laughs> I don't yeah, have good credit. That's though. a good one. I like to play on Jewish stereotypes because I am like, other than being neurotic and self-loathing, I don't, like, have a lot of the other Jewish qualities, I think. Is I mean, it, I might, but I don't have money. That that's, might, that's basically what I'm saying. I'm not rich. Yeah. <laughs> is it bad that I might be Jewish based on that description? <laughs> <laughs> Are you circumcised? Yes. Okay, well, you're part of the tribe then. Sweet. Honorary member. Oh, that's all it takes? Well, Man, I mean, I've been a card-carrying member my whole life. I didn't know it. <laughs> Dude, the day that I wait, wait. I do, love you how hate, you, do you hate Jews? No. Okay, you might I, no, not. I start to say, like, I resonate with, like, Jewish people <laughs> that so That might much. not work with us. Oh, do they hate each other? Oh. There's not, there's not much more that you can hate if you're a Jew than another Jew. <laughs> For whatever reason. Wait, whether Hitler they're was Jewish, was he not? Jewish or not. No, Hitler wasn't Jewish. Oh, what did, the was, fuck? Was, did he not have, like, Jewish... I have no idea. Maybe. He's not a Jew, though. 
don't know. I mean, technically, aren't we all Jewish? Maybe I'm remembering something that didn't actually happen. But or was yeah, that African? It was all, we're all African. That's what it was. Dude, I saw somebody on <laughs> on Facebook, and their name was Heb Rose. H-E-E-B-R-O-S-E. Heb Rose. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's got cool parents. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, I'm pretty sure if that was, that would just be comical. <laughs> what are the strangest names that you remember people from your school having? From my school? Yeah. Dude, I told you. I went to Sulphur Springs. It was all pretty fucking normal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got normal names in your school? Well, uh, I will say this, like, regarding names and, like, our region that we grew up in and shit. Um, my last name is Cox, right? So, mm-hmm. Most popular last name probably in this region, to be honest with you. So, like, everyone always had, there would be, like, 20 kids with the last name Cox every fucking, like, class roster every year. And so I, I used to throw the joke around, there's way too many cocks in this coop. Dude, I got, I got two jokes about this. So. You clean that up by saying coop. Yeah. <laughs> too many cocks in here. Let's get rid of a few. Uh, I'll start. I had, <laughs> so I dated a girl in middle school, and it was when MySpace was a big thing, and like people were fucking learning HTML and didn't know it. Oh, yeah. So we, we, we were dating, and she made like her whole MySpace like different shades of gray colors and stuff. And I was like, her last name was Cox. And How I was many like, different you, shades of gray were we talking about? Well, my email was shades of gray 13, so. Uh, Way to go, Christian Gray. Yep, nailed it. Really reeling them in in middle school. <laughs> yep. Um, and I, I was like, did you make your whole MySpace page gray because of my last name? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, should I make mine? Because her last name was Cox. Hey, dude, I was in seventh grade. It was pretty good for seventh grade. I fucking laughed, but... Um, just recently I had a guy I was talking to him about setting up an estimate and I was like what was your name one more time and he was like well he said his first name and he was like uh, last name Cox spelled C-O-X and dude you I have to spell it because people are is it C-O-C-K-S I'm like you're not that stupid you're just many, asking I've me I've never that. met a person with the last name Cock like that unless it had like no, a hand exactly. in front of it no. yeah, yeah like, like Hancock or fucking Cockwalker Badcock or, or yeah Badcock you know, something. There's that store that you see around called Badcock and more, and I'm every time I see, it, I'm like, that's just, I'm just like, that's what I have to offer in a relationship. Badcock <laughs> and more. And more. You could sleep in my Cavalier with me. <laughs> Dude, one of my friends joked one time, and like it really pissed me off at the time, but like afterwards it was funny. We were at Wild Wing Cafe, and uh, it was three of us, and then like. This girl just, like, walked up to our table and, like, just started, like, chatting with, like, the three of us. And then, like, one of my f- friends chimed in and, like, fucking, like, made a joke about me living in a car or something like that. And it was, like, really awkward and shit. And so after she left, I was like, God damn it, man. You made her really uncomfortable. Like, not even the fact that you mentioned that I lived in a car. But it just made her really uncomfortable, man. And he was like, well, what the hell were you going to do? Take her home? <laughs> I was like, all right, you cocksucker. There's got to be a way you could turn the living in a car thing into a big dick joke. Well, I compare it to having a big dick because, like, in my grandparents' day and age, when they were fucking in their 20s and shit, they were dying in, like, world wars and shit like that. And so, like, when people heard that I was living in a car, like, they'd often have, like, bad reactions to it. Like, it was the worst thing a person, a human could go through. I embrace it. So, I mean, it did bother me. And also, like... I wasn't fucking dodging bullets flying straight over my head and fucking 
had a wife and kid back home that was probably cheating on me. Yeah, we're we're phasing out Darwin. It's just not social Darwinism needs to come back. Uh, we're just everybody's being protected and coddled, and people who wouldn't have made it back in our grandparents' day are like the ones we're protecting the most. Yeah, I know, right, dude. Some stuff is fucking bizarre to me because <laughs> I am just. I asked about people with weird names because I reflect on some of the weird names I had friends. Well, not friends, but people I went to school with. Like there was a kid named Andre Rockhead. Mm. His last name was Rockhead. Mm. Tough one. And then, like, uh, there was a Greek chick I went through, like, I think, like, four or five grades with, and her name was Harula Protopapadakis. Oh, for fuck's sake. And man. that's just a fun name. Where where were you going to school with this time? I'm in Miami. Oh, uh, well, that... So it's like, can you pronounce that last name one more time? Proto Papadakis. Proto Papadakis. Wow, there's yeah. so many syllables in that song. I knew a Peter Pantheleonis. Oh, I, I tried to find him on Facebook. I have no idea how to spell his fucking name. <laughs> it was it was actually just Peter Pants. He was Spanish. I to say, <laughs> are you also Facebook friends with Chef Boyardee? <laughs> I wish, dude. I so <laughs> Pantheleonis. Talking. Hey, well, it's kind of it's kind of like what fucking whatever. So I had a girl I was talking about um, a breakup, frankly, and she was like, "But you're so funny," and I was like, "It's not a good thing in a relationship." So, <laughs> so, dude, it makes people hate you. God damn it. It's dude, not a good thing, especially if you live with someone. Yeah. And, like, okay, so I've been with my wife for almost twenty years. Nice. God I've bless her. been this person that whole time. And uh, we met working together. She worked in the office, and I worked in the warehouse of a Halloween costume company that was, like, open year-round. And uh, wow. we started dating, and then when we left that place, we worked at schools together, cleaning schools when they closed together for, like, four years. Then we worked at an organic market that only operated online and delivered direct to people's houses for two years. So, like, my wife and I, when we met, we started dating, and we worked together for, like, almost ten years. And it was, like, it's the ultimate test of, like, is this person going to annoy you? Can you get along with this person? And then we still waited to have a kid Beautiful. quite a while. Dude, so in, in a relationship, I think the long game is the best game, because, like, um... It, it, it came up about like getting married and stuff, and I was like, "Listen, we neither of us have good credit. <laughs> like, like, I don't, I don't think spending twenty thousand dollars on a fucking a wedding is the smartest thing we could do. I think if we're going to spend twenty thousand dollars on anything, it should be a house, so we mm-hmm. can start fucking building something that is worth, you know. It, and uh, thank God we didn't get married because, yeah. But again, with it, <laughs> yeah, it's not always good to be funny in a relationship because. There was a one conversation that we had, and it was supposed to be a serious conversation. And it was like, I don't think you show enough compassion. <laughs> well, what a like, setup! Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Here we go. Now we're rolling. It was like, I, I don't think um, you, you don't you don't tell me you love me enough. Which was, I was like, I'm fucking okay. Yeah, um, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking. What do you what do you want to hear it every day or something? Yeah. Um, I didn't even hear it once a week from my father. <laughs> then it was like, you know, I, want, I wish you would tell me I was pretty more. And all this, all this other stuff. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get there. You know, I'm, I'm trying to do these things that you want me to do more. And I, 
made it sound like I was just a complete dick. But <laughs> then I ended it by saying, you know, you could maybe go and we, we could break up and you could find someone who right off the rip that will do that. But I'll go ahead and tell you, he's going to be a complete pussy and he'll never unclog a train. <laughs> Whoever that guy is, man, he's a fucking softy. <laughs> and that's why... That's why I'm single. <laughs> I am a softy, and that's why I'm married. Because I'm a soft man. And it's weird to be here, because I come from a place where not necessarily... The men aren't necessarily all soft, but a lot of the cultures are women-dominant. Like, the mom is the one who runs the house. Mm-hmm. Grandma's the one in charge. Like, a lot of Spanish and... European cultures are very much like not male dominated in the house and then I came here and I'm like oh southern cultures like the woman knows her place and it's good old boys and I was like oh shit this isn't gonna work for me uh, yeah. so I end up like I, I was invited to join a social group in Damascus and it was the guys were mostly older than me mm. and everybody for the most part knew each other so I kind of felt separated just from not being part of the clique right. but then I ended up like these guys get served a meal and they just kind of talk and then they have like a visitor come and talk about like uh, V Dot's gonna be putting in a new road blah 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 oh, whatever gosh, bullshit yeah. yeah it's like just colloquial local bullshit like man gossip smoke a cigar fucking while you're out there basically yeah. then I was like oh, this isn't really a fit for me and um, a couple of months later the women who serve these guys needed a hand in the kitchen and my mom's one of them. And she's like, would you come and help us? And I was like, absolutely. I ended up going to the next six meetings to hang out with the women in the kitchen. And that was like so much. Because they would serve these guys food, close the door to the kitchen, and then like eat all the good food. And like talk (laughs) shit about everything. And I'm like, this is where it is. That's fucking stuffy and boring. I'm uncomfortable out there. These old ladies. So like I like him. I like mamas. (laughs) I, I don't blame you one bit. I uh, I went and did a job this morning. It was just putting drawer pulls and shit on cabinets and stuff. And um, it was like an older black lady. And I got to, and it was kind of, dude, it's always weird working in somebody's house because it's not like I'm trying to listen to conversations and shit, but they're fucking sitting there talking. Really. And dude, she was on the phone with like her sister, her aunt, her cousin. Oh she was God. on the phone with all kinds of different people just talking shit. And I was like, I fucking love this lady. <laughs> <laughs> and she was talking about, she was like, one of her nephews or nieces or something was going out and buying stuff. And she was like, I was like, damn child, where you get this money from? And I, <laughs> I was like, I love this lady. Like she's cool as fuck. And there was something else she added on. I was like, you don't owe me anything now. Like, I don't like one bit. The free entertainment was worth it. Thank Dude, you. it was it was hilarious because I was I was trying not to laugh. Like, exactly. Because dude, dude, he's just fucking <laughs> roasting people. I, I had a similar experience today with a lady I don't really know in my town. Like where my kitchen is, it's a small space, and I share it. Like the other side of the wall is a hair salon and florist. So like I went to put a sign up in the front window because it's on the main street in Damascus mm-hmm. for the open mic. And there was, like, a woman who came in, like, this old lady, to talk to the hairdresser. And I was there for that conversation. And I was part of it in a way. But it was just, like, this old lady gossiping about, like, all the shit that's going on in Damascus. And, like, they're building this distillery here. And that, these people are politics. And I was just, that's, yeah. that's the best kind. And then she's like, did they finish that construction by your house? And I'm like, this bitch knows where I live. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the fuck she is, but she knows where I am. 
Dude, that's crazy. She's that's like, that's like some get out shit. <laughs> no, unless there's like a flaming cross or star of David on my yard. A star of flaming menorah. It's, it's a it's a small enough town where people pretty much know where. Well, I guess I do flame, don't they? <laughs> that would be something I would do tonight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, flaming menorah, but they do it as they're, they're like we're gonna we, we want him to feel welcome. Sorry. And they just, go, <laughs> and they just light a candle. <laughs> the whole thing burns, and I'm like these fucking monsters. <laughs> Dude. That was supposed to last eight days, Dan. Or I put one out in my yard, and somebody comes with a bucket of water and pours <laughs> it on it and takes it out of the yard real quick because they think somebody lit a cross in my yard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, we don't want to do that joke. <laughs> Dude, I accidentally uh, texted you Yiddish one day. Yeah. What? That was a Was it true, Yiddish, that you texted him? Uh, evidently. I didn't even know if I spelled it right. What um, the fuck did I you was, say? I was joking because... Um, it's the, like a paragraph. The guy it. that works for me is also Jewish. And he's practicing. And um, is he good yet? Yeah, I don't practice. <laughs> <either>. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Did he ever get better at it? Because I don't practice. I've perfected it. <laughs> that's, that's a very Jewish thing to say. Yeah, that's, that's something I heard Paul Rudd say. He's my rabbi. Oh shit! But uh, I was like, I was messaging him, and I was like, oh, the the dude that works with me. Uh, he's for schnicket too. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds funnier with the accent. Dude, I don't even know what that word means. It, it's it means fucked up. It, oh. it was from um, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, Men in Tights. Mel and Brooks I, used it in reference to getting drunk. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't. I had. I thought it was a joke. And I knew you would know it because you're fucking on so, point with your Judaism. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and your pop culture references. Your Judaism. YouTube guys with pop culture references. I fucking lose it. But. Um, and then you were like, I can't, you're like extra points because you used Yiddish. And I was like, is that actually a word? <laughs> I was like, I was fucking around. But. Yeah. My, my Hebrew name is Yiddish. Like I have a Hebrew name. What is and it? And usually like Joseph, the Hebrew name is Yosef. So it's complicated. But that's the Hebrew name. My Hebrew name is Yiddish and it's Yussel. Yussel. So it's got more flavor to it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I'm Yussel. Like spicy Joseph. I was going to say, like, have you seen the, and, like, this isn't to get political, but it is a political, like, you know, Bring it, dude. thing. Have you all seen the, like, the compilation of Ted Cruz using the Yiddish word chutzpah? Have you seen that? Uh, I have not. It's like, but... sounds like a lot of chutzpah, you know, and it's like, you know, he's not Jewish. The irony is lost on yeah, him. Yeah, it's like, it's like what the fuck are you talking about? Because it took yeah. a fucking bit of chutzpah for him to use that exactly. word. Exactly. <laughs> There's an old Yiddish word. Chutzpah. That's what he would say. Like fucking every time he would use that word, it's like, God damn it. Yeah, you know, there's nothing that works better in Texas politics than throwing out the Yiddish. Yeah. I started to say, <laughs> like, did he, I, I wonder if he picked that word up while he was in Cancun. Although I have to say, like, my wife has an aunt who lives in Houston. Super rich Jews. Lots of rich Jews in Houston. I married the, the ones you hear about. Family. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like a CPA. She's got like super. Like her kids are like super high. Accolade, like performing, like they're like the Uber Jews. They're like the ones that are like really making the stereotypes work. They go to temple. I think, I think, I think you can also say rich Jews is also a practicing Jew, right? Yeah, no, people don't realize it's like you can't just go to a Jewish temple. Really, you have to belong to it as a member. So like, you have to like it's a club, and it's not like you tie the percentage. I mean, it might be like that, but you can't like if there's like a high holy day at a temple. Like, I can't just go to the temple. I have to what be a member fuck? of that. Like, you have to pay to belong to that huh. temple to worship there. 
I did not know that. That yeah. is fucking so awesome. That's why it's like, I have never been able to it's afford to say, It sounds like the greatest, most ancient country club of all. Yeah, the one that you pay to be a part of. I mean, that's the way all country clubs work. But yeah. I guess maybe that's why all those golf clubs and other country clubs are, like, excluding Jews. Because they're like, you guys have been doing this in your religious place for years. Yeah, and but, I mean, even, like, churches are almost... I mean, they're they're not they're not as like <laughs> yeah they're almost. You go to church for free? Yeah, you can, but you'll be judged but, but, if you don't put that ten percent in. Yeah, money. yeah, you're also supposed to tie ten percent, so but it's close. But, you can but still then get again, in. They, yeah, yeah, then again, they're they're not. Did you play? Did you pay? I don't know. I don't, I don't I can remember. I can remember. <laughs> Joey's afraid to start doing like jokes about religion now, just in case God smites him. God is a huge fan of this podcast. I guess we're going to find out. This episode is chosen. <laughs> well, we know the name of it. <laughs> yeah. So, the Crab Rangoon, I was tempted to make some and bring them, but I'm glad I didn't because that would have been work. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. No. But I had the thought. Do you make your – can you make wonton dough? No, I buy it. Okay. There's like okay. some of those yeah. things that – it's like when I was in school, they taught us to make – Puff pastry dough. Fucking fuck puff pastry dough. And then they're like, dude. we're going to teach you this, but you're never going to make it. You're always going to buy it made. Yeah. Always. You're yeah. never going to make this, but you need to know how to. Yeah. I'm kind of like, do we need to? Because it's a motherfucker to make. Because you just have to keep, you keep yeah, rolling layer, it out and then layer it, it and roll layer. it out. And, and it's not bad when you have like a sheeter that you can just kind of like feed the dough into and it yeah. goes back and forth. When you have to hand roll it. Yeah. Fuck all that. Yeah. Pastry school was great though. Because they would let us use the sheeter after we did it the first time, so it's like they make you do everything by hand the first time. Like, Dude, you gotta make you gotta make uh, baguettes. You gotta do everything by hand. The next time you can use a mixer, but this time you gotta do it by hand. Right? Like, oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, we used to at the restaurant we made uh, our empanadas down to the dough, mm-hmm. and it was not a lot of fun. And that, <laughs> I, I fucking hated making empanadas, but they were gas, dude. Fucking empanadas were good. Johnny made. Killer tamales. Oh, dude, I saw that, and Holy I so I, I asked in the group. I was like, I, I I was pretty sure it was some sort of like a masa type. Yeah, almost like polenta. Yeah, in there. it's masa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pretty sure, but I wanted to ask. But, but Johnny, like, dude, he low key fucking loves cooking. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's, he's like I, I ain't gay or nothing. He's like methodical <laughs> and meticulous about that shit. Yeah, because he made those um, the cookies. Yeah, I still have one in my car that I really mean to keep eating. <laughs> what kind is it? It's is one it the lacy one? Yeah. The, oh, the, that shit's melted. The French lace cook, cookie. No, it's been... It probably well, I, I don't know. I'm, I still have my Florida mentality. There's not as much humidity here to melt that sugar. No, I... Yeah. Man. So, when I was in pastry school... God, I gotta get that out of my car now, because that would be a motherfucker to get out of there. When I was in pastry school, the week that we learned how to make a cream puff tower... Oh... I was invited to a wedding reception. And I was like, this is perfect. I said, chef, I'm going to a wedding today. Can I assemble my cream puff tower at the wedding and take a picture for my grade? Because they're supposed to be graded that day. And he goes, I, I, need, I need you to do part of it here. Like I need to make sure you're making the simple syrup that you cook down to become like the hard sugar that you becomes the glue for like you building the shit. Right. So I built in the school a base made out of almond and sugars, 
yeah. praline type thing. Basically, yeah. yeah. And like shaped it, decorated it with royal icing, made it all ornate and all that shit. Mm. Then I assembled the tower, but I kept them separate. And I was like, all right, I got like three hours before this fucking wedding. And everything was great. And I drove the unassembled base and tower to the wedding. And I got there and the tower started to collapse because South Florida is like super humid and the sugar is just like starting to like, like moisture's beating on it. Like it's starting to, it wasn't cold, but like the, it was sweating. The sugar was starting yeah, to sweat. Right. And the couple was like, it just so happened her dad was a caterer and he had massive freezers in his garage. So he's like, put the thing in the freezer. You know, we'll make it work. Touch it up. I'm like trying to make it get its like perfect cone shape again. I put it in the freezer. Gosh, dude. It set. I was like, all right. I got to do this. like a NASCAR pit stop. Yeah. I brought the base and I put it on a table. And then people started coming because they saw like they knew something was happening. Yeah. I went in the, in the garage, got that thing out of the freezer, ran as calmly as I could <laughs> to get it on the base grabbed my smartphone, my hands were like fucking <laughs> trembling. And I'm like trying to get a clear picture of this fucking thing. And then I get a somewhat decent picture and it's starting to, I can oh. see it like buckling. And I just go, okay everybody, destroy it! And everybody fucking went in on it. And I was just like that. By the skin of your teeth. Yeah, I Unfortunately, you let, I don't them, like <laughs> you let them just fuck it up instead of it just it's it like collapsing now it's quick yeah. <laughs> before this fucker goes yeah, down yeah the integrity was gone Man, that sugar was just oof. that story had me on edge the whole time though because like that is like the worst case scenario like you're you're bringing something to a wedding and it doesn't fucking work when you get there worst yeah. case scenario so now you're shitting your pants trying to fucking so, do so what you're saying anything for weddings south florida heat is uh is hot enough to melt uh steel beams right no, I believe that's New York heat. <laughs> that's oh, it is. It is. Sorry, sorry. Florida. I'll tell you this. I I lived in Florida for thirty years. Florida is definitely an inside job. <laughs> Bush did Florida. And if when people, oh, when people ask me, when Bush did Florida two thousand. When people ask me what it was like growing up in Florida and what it's like like living in South Florida, I say, do you guys remember the bath salt zombie? Yeah. Guy, well, we went to school with one. He did drugs, and then he, like, ate a homeless guy's face and, like... Oh, that him. guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I went to high school with that guy. No well, how's he doing like, these days, Joe? I don't yeah. fucking Well, know. he's in prison. I would imagine he probably is not... He's a little two-faced from what I hear. about uh, Bush did Florida. Um, the Hardee's in Jonesboro has a sign that says, Now hiring 9-11. And it's it's saying like they're, they're hiring from open, nine to eleven is when they take open interviews yeah. nine to eleven. <laughs> I, I know some Saudi I, Arabians I might even drive by there and take a picture and be like <laughs> first responders only. Yeah, <laughs> Bush, he has credentials. He <laughs> he's, he's got experience for sure. He he knows he's good for nine eleven stuff. Yeah, let's get the Bush family and some Saudi Arabians on the phone. See what we can work out here. It'd be great if that sign was at a gym, and when you walk by, the people on the on the stairmasters are all like firemen, and they're full. Oh guard. no! Oh my god! We're only on the fifty-second story. Keep going. Jeez, this is about to get dark. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like. I think that's my brand of comedy: is like being happy and jovial, and then just saying something really fucked oh, up dude, that yes. throws people off because they are like, "Hey, this guy's nice." 
dude. Like Bob Saget without all the profanity. The, and the, talking about my dick. The set that I'm working on now, the way the way I try and bring it across is like real lighthearted. But dude, some of the jokes in there are so fucked up, like real fucked up, and it, it's kind of starting to work. We'll, we'll see. Okay. And, and dude, that's a. Are you in your comedy competition? No, I'm not going to be in the competition. Okay. I don't feel like I have enough time if I did make it to the second night. I would be like, this was a nightmare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I maybe have three minutes. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how to separate my material. or Because we were talking about getting everything to like flow correctly mm-hmm. and like having segues for your jokes. But like, I've got it set up. Like I've got a 10-minute set that obviously I'll be doing on the second night. But my, the first night's the five-minute. Oh, God. That was conceded, I guess, if I make it to the second night. You said that. I couldn't get over the fact that you said the second night was 10 minutes. Now I'm shooting my pants. Yeah, yeah, the second night's 10 minutes. You can repeat material because there should be. Good, I'll say it twice. That's something that's been asked by a bunch of people. You know, you'll have to expand to fit more time. I think I'll do different stuff. Because I think think my 10 minutes is more solid and. As a 10 minute set, they're trying to condense it down to fit. Right. Yeah. Right. But but my the first night for the five minutes, if I make it to the second one, is that sets eight minutes long, mm-hmm. and that's as short as I've gotten it so far. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the fuck to do there. You just have to cut out all the laughs. Yeah. yeah. Cut the jokes out. You'll it'll make the time. It'll fit the time better. Just stop. Don't pantomime jerking off on stage. Got it. No, I actually <laughs> think like that one's a keeper. Yeah. No. But I, I told you how I jack off. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel like it's a British guy. Because it's my left hand upside down with the pinky up. And then it's not jacking off, it's getting a wank. Yeah, no, and then it's not even gay because he's British. There's a lot of open-minded people out there. We're at a minute, or a, a minute, an we hour and 20. Um, Damn, that's a, that's a long as we've done. so fucking bad I'll right take now. it as a compliment. I did four hours with Joe Shea. Jesus Christ, how'd you live? I told you I studied psychology for a lot of years. So it was more it was just, a it game. Was just analysis. No, it was it was it was a good time. We had good conversation. We're just fucking with you, Joe Shea. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh but, shit! Yeah, I didn't realize he recorded for four hours. That's insane. I don't now think I don't he does wanna, normally. Oh, I'll start saying now. I don't want to be on his podcast. And I didn't get to his place until like eleven at night. Yeah, so I left there at like three. Oh yeah. shit! Well, I I would have felt bad about keeping you until eleven, but. Uh, don't, because I'm, you know, like I said, I'm happy to neglect my family. I'm <laughs> sure they appreciate All it. of my responsibilities are gone. The restaurant that I supply, I just was told, is going to be closing for the winter. So it's like, I'm going to go sharpen my knives in my kitchen, and I'm either going to cut something that people can eat, or... <laughs> I don't want to be that dark. So, I, okay, I just want to say this. I mean, I'm never going to self-harm. I'm way too much of a pussy. I don't That's like being hurt. What would my mom think? I'm not going to fucking yeah. go through that. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Andrew, how are you feeling about it? No, I'm totally with him on that. Um, I'll joke about it. His mother would be upset. Yeah. You, you have no idea the tongue lashing my mother would give you if you killed yourself. <laughs> well, I'm still up for debate. Joe the Baker, thank you very much for coming on. Andrew, as always, killing it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate, you, for hosting I appreciate you calling me up and being like, hey, dude. Gonna have to get you on again for sure. Nice. But I think that's it.